why would you want to be with a guy for his money when you could make your own money because we're tired <laughs> i think people are jealous <gasps> and upset. oh wait That's are you being it, serious yeah yeah as much as we're like, oh, being a sugar baby, being a sugar daddy, it's all just disgusting and the girl shouldn't do it. Are you trying to date a break man? And it's not even necessarily just about having the resources, but actually Mm-mm. being a resourceful there man. We go. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And sisters today, you mm. asked, we're delivering, okay? Dang. We're going to be talking about sugar daddies, Jeez. sugar babies and Jeez. hypergamy. Okay. Mm. Not hypergamy. It's a big word. Okay, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. With the rise of relationship content, feminine energy content, and just trying to bag a high value man. Oh, we Lord. need to talk about the other kinds of high value relationships Child. that women can explore. And with so much controversy surrounding sugar daddies and sugar babies, I wanted us sisters to actually chime in on our thoughts understand why people are so against it because uh, why already some know are you... for it <laughs> 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 the funny thing i already know where you stand on this one so well let's get into the dig 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 this one's gonna be this one's cool it's of a different nature okay okay hey sisters hey. i'm from ireland Ooh, i live with my mom ireland like that because that's how ireland is no spelled. you are waiting to say ireland that it's ireland. ireland it's not ireland hi to all our ireland sisters <laughs> there you go it's it's ireland because ireland is like the caribbean island i'm screaming you know? oh ireland babes yeah yeah ireland but she's from ireland oh wow UK we're sides. giving a lot of visibility to our sister shout out our sister shout from out. Ireland if shout you're from Ireland you. come and let us there know there we go you're putting too much emphasis on the RE but it's okay you're, <laughs> you're practicing <laughs> <laughs> I live with my mom and will be turning 25 soon okay. I am clearing debt and through budgeting I am allocating any extra income to my loans and soon to build my future mm-hmm. I told my mom she got excited for me and asked me to take out a loan in my name Absolutely that not. she would use to clear all her loans the loan is enough for a house deposit I inquired with my bank and I'm eligible we love a sister with good credit Great. I want to cut the cycle of debt we've been in in our lives and when I expressed this concern my mum said she understood but she can't wait to get a new car on finance I'm feeling under pressure to apply but i'm afraid i'll end up paying for this loan the loan can help the habits could cripple us and this is my mom please help and thank you oh my goodness this is more straightforward than i thought yep. absolutely not don't do it absolutely not especially when it it sounds brutal but for me especially it's very very important that if you are building for a future first of all congratulations yeah clearing debt is not easy i love the fact that you've really focused on developing really good habits and this is just a testament to the fact that you've been doing this consistently so well done to you in this climate in this economy to pay off those debts pat yourself on the back you know that is you're really like setting pace there Mm -hmm. and you're really establishing a legacy coming back to your dilemma because of these new financial habits, because of the fact that you've actually gone to the trouble of educating yourself, and because you are really focused on establishing a new future for your family, it is essential that you do not do this. Yeah, for real. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm a financial advisor because I'm not, but it is quite clear to me, clear as day, 
that if these are the kind of, you know, issues that you have faced in the past, if it's clear that there's been mismanagement in your family history, and even, you know, whether it's your mother, your father, your sibling, I don't care who it is in your family, if they have a history of mismanaged finance or a history of just poor financial literacy, the issue cannot be resolved with further mismanagement. We need to go back to the root of the issue. Yeah figure things out and change habits you've cracked it i think it's less so about supporting financially and more so about um supporting the literacy element Mm. right so if it means sitting down with your mother and talking about you know the implications of taking out loans Mm. whether it is you know talking about the fact that you know you've been able to achieve these things Mm. this is how i've actually achieved it and doing what you've suggested is actually antithetical to everything that i've actually built i think that would like go down a lot better than actually just you know doing as she says and you know supporting her you know financial spending or habits as it is presently i think this will cripple you in the long run the fact that you've even identified that the loan that you want to take out is as big as a house deposit and the fact that loans can quickly become liabilities quickly especially if you don't know how to pay it off and i think what makes this difficult is this would be an enabling um movement as opposed to something that's supportive yeah now enabling means that you're really not unrooting all of the issues that you're currently dealing with but further like facilitating that snowball effect of entering into financial debt and mismanagement the issue is not the access to resources it's the management of resources and i urge you quickly to snuff that out because i am telling you yo like our parents' generation, they went for a lot. Mm-hmm. And they had a completely different set of circumstances, different understanding of money, the economy, ETC. So I can understand why, you know, some of our parents, and this is not to enable or to, you know, completely invalidate um, the fact that people are actually struggling with the debt or the, um, you know, the choices that their parents made. However, I can understand how certain um financial habits or certain financial issues may have crept up in the past if you're building for the future the future necessitates difference and I think you should be bold and I think you should be unflinching about the way that you manage your money I think that money is one of those delicate issues and it's something that I love talking about because we don't talk about it enough insofar as financial management financial planning budgeting all that kind of stuff because money can cause so many issues not just in relationships but also in family dynamics in friendship dynamics being upfront transparent and very very intentional about the way that you deploy money is so so important mm-hmm. and I think sis you're literally on the brink of cracking it but this might take you like 10 steps backward yeah. after you've made so many like excellent strides forward so my initial advice is absolutely not don't take out the loan sit down with your mother it may be a series of conversations it may be something where you actually facilitate a i don't know how many members of your family you may have but if you know you have other siblings for example and older siblings or Mm. um i'm not sure what your um situation is with your other parent if your father is around irrespective of the dynamic you guys need to sit down and actually talk about what is the plan financially for all of us as a family, but also individually. And also maybe take the time to really question, you know, what are liabilities? What will be assets? Even thinking about buying a car on finance, for example. Yeah, cars are great. It takes you from A to B, but is it necessary? Is it a necessary spend? Having those conversations with your, you know, your mother, Mm -hmm. having those conversations within a family dynamic is what will help you get the ball rolling around that whole um, idea and the practical manifestation of, generational wealth Mm. right and really getting out of debt um 
So that's what I would say. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I think that that's excellent advice. And I just, I've seen in the past how taking loans or taking things out on credit for somebody yep. else yep. Um, can really, really damage your financial future. And I think one thing we have to all be, you know, very understanding of is the fact that when you operate in a country or in a nation where their economy is highly predicated on credit, you don't want to mess with your credit when you with your credit score with your credit history with your credit behavior and patterns and you're already clearing off your debt which is you know establishing a great credit history mm. and a great credit pattern however if you go and take out this loan and you're not even certain as to whether it will be paid back by you or the person who's asking you to take it out there's clearly not a repayment plan that's secure enough for you to put your name on this and that's the thing with credit it's you're putting your name your credibility literally mm. on the line um, and a lot of us can fall into holes that come, you know, or we can end up getting bitten in the future and not now. Um, when you're trying to buy a house, when you're trying to get a car, if you're trying to get a loan to, you know, build up a business or something which is more of an asset loan um, than it is, you know, a crippling liability because loans aren't necessarily bad if you have a plan for it. And it seems like you're your uncertainty shows that you don't necessarily have a plan for it and the last thing you need is another expense which you're not even reaping the fruit of um especially if you end up being the one who pays back this loan and it sounds like it's for a incredible amount but also interest rates you don't know what the future holds right mm -hmm. now um we're in an economic recession you don't know what your financial situation is going to be in the future and like Renee mentioned if you are at a point where you're blessed enough to be able to be paying off debt because that's an amazing like that's the first thing you need to be able to do in order to build wealth the second thing is having a good credit score and if you're doing something that will jeopardize that or put another expense on you which even inhibits you from maybe paying back your own debts or even saving for the future right. it is not worth it i get it it's your mom but because it's your mom you just have to have a conversation with her that says that you know this isn't going to work for me i'm not going to be able to do it it doesn't fit with my plans either and I, like renee said i'll happily be able to sit down and kind of help you figure out how you're going to pay back your debt but i don't think the answer is going into more debt because mm. it's not um yeah, that's what I would say. And I love that you mentioned having, you know, just financial transparency in your family. But even if you can't, definitely surround yourself with people who are free to talk about money, who talk about building wealth, maybe exposing yourself to people in real life or even online who just help you to stay in that mindset and that reassurance of, okay, I know my parents are saying this or my family is saying this or we have this history of poor financial management. However, I have surrounded myself with people who will keep my mindset in the right place. So even if I'm not hearing it and it hasn't been passed down to me generationally I have the privilege of creating an environment around me even if it is just digital of people reminding me what is actually important and what I want to prioritize for my future which in your case is financial security and being not necessarily debt free but handling debt a bit better which you've already started to do so keep yourself in the loop of just reminders and that's why you know we really love having conversations about money here on the podcast we've had it in the past I have it on my channel Renee talks about it on LinkedIn it's very much like money is important us as women we need to have money but more importantly we need to have man money financial education we need mm, to understand mm -hmm. money we need to know how to make it how to keep it how right. to grow it right one of the biggest threats a lot of the time to women having money and women having um wealth is 
other people dragging them down right and relying on their relationships with us or our lack of knowledge to kind of exploit us or to get us to do things which we do not fully understand the ramifications of and I want you to understand that you taking out a loan for somebody else in your name has serious serious ramifications for your financial future honest to god it is not worth it like let me let me just be very very honest with you it is not worth it um so yeah your mum will get over it. She has to. She must. She has to. <laughs> she actually must. She actually has to. So, sis, we're sorry that you're in this situation, but also we're very happy that you're in this situation where we can advise you to stand firm, all right, in your financial priorities Absolutely. and build for your future. And we can't wait to have you on the podcast maybe one day talking about wealth and debt Hello. cancellation and all of that, okay? Got you. So we hope that that <laughs> got you. Um, we hope that that answer was helpful, sisters. You already know the deal. Head to the comments here on YouTube if you're listening up to us on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can stream podcasts, and come to the To My Sisterhood page and give sis your two pence. Leave your advice down below. Maybe you have some past experience of you know taking out a loan for somebody, or you know mm. having to loan somebody money mm. and how that went. Uh, <laughs> <that was> serious. <laughs> maybe you can share your experience maybe you can just share your wisdom especially the older sisters as well we want to hear from Mm -hmm, mm y'all and actually let us know in the comments if you do want some episodes on money because we haven't done one specific in a long time in a a while but they're there don't worry season one go check out um but yeah we haven't done one in a while so let us know if you actually want one but let's get into the main conversation sugar baby sugar daddy i mean we kind of talking about money in this we're okay i didn't even see it myself but we thank god for hindsight baby Isn't Renee's hair looking fabulous? It's just looking all beautiful and puffy and it's giving Powerpuff Girl. It's giving I took out my cool rose and (laughs) (laughs) didn't have time to do something else. But no, it looks so lovely. It looks so lovely. Glowing and growing. Indeed. I feel like I look five. Why? Who doesn't want want a youthful glow? The puff the glasses. (laughs) It's really giving 12-year-old brain child. (laughs) We love to see it. We love to see it. Well, talk about babies. Sugar babies. I'm sick of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually sick of you because that was a great segue. Thank you. That was great. They call it a talent. It's great. Um, (laughs) So why do you think... Let's just get into that. Let's go. Why do you think people have so much of a big issue and it becomes such a big discussion when we are talking about being a sugar baby or having a sugar daddy Mm -hmm. as as a woman i think people are jealous (gasps) and upset oh wait are you being serious yeah yeah yeah. i didn't expect that from you wait 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 that's like the small percentage okay okay but i thought let me be controversial Okay, not so the I think sound bite, <laughs> yeah, the soundbite people are gonna be like <laughs> jealous. I'm not jealous of these hoes out here, but even that is a problem, right? Insofar as the image of the sugar baby, yeah. So I think that people, there's different camps of people when it comes mm. to sugar babies, right? There's those folks who don't necessarily agree with this whole sugar baby dynamic yeah. because they don't believe that anyone should be in a relationship that is so transactional, right? And I think some people liken this whole idea of being a sugar baby to a form of like sex work or a form of like prostitution or a form of just like, which is not to say that these are like, these are are, um, professions to be denigrated or anything, but I think there's that element of like, 
again, the transactional nature of the relationship and it makes some people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it, especially when it comes to this whole idea of giving sugar, right? Mm. The sugar and this yeah, sugar yeah, with yeah, the yeah. S-U-G-A, not sugar <laughs> with a, do you know what I mean? It's the whole, you know, give me some, uh, uh, uh. And I think there's other elements or other narratives around being a sugar baby that make people feel further uncomfortable, mm. right? When we think of sugar babies, we think of, uh, typically an older man that's yeah. like well-established and a younger female who, yeah. you know, is trying to up and coming, you know, all that kind of stuff and is very pretty. Mm. And I think that sometimes the narratives around sugar babies or our perceptions around sugar babies really supports, you know, patriarchal ideals. Mm. It really supports this idea that women are essentially able to capitalize off of certain aesthetics mm. right the girls that are curvaceous or the girls that are you know petite and pretty or the girls that are traditionally seen as like beautiful are able to make money from their beauty mm. as well as their participation in whatever level of intimacy they decide with a man that's willing to pay for it mm. and i think people are not willing to overcome that or overlook that. Mm. So you do have the camp of people, perhaps a small percentage of people that actually are jealous because it's kind of like, I'm out here working for a living and Miss Thing is out here shaking ass and, you know, all of that kind of stuff and is able to make a living off of her beauty. Mm. And I think it's important to recognize that this is actually not for everybody, right? Mm. This whole being a sugar baby is actually easier for some people versus others um and it really does hearken to the whole idea of pretty privilege right Mm -hmm. and we've had discussions about pretty privilege before please do check out the episode on it um so there's that element of not even necessarily just jealousy but for others it's like oh this is something i actually can't participate in because i don't actively like i'm not within that camp of folks um that would be a part of the sugar baby aesthetic or part of the sugar baby community. But I would say, sis, you know, there's some fellas out here. Actually, about to there's say, some fellas, and that's just the narrative and the perception. Exactly, of sugar I babies. think the narrative that surrounds sugar babies is like the the very childlike people right, just right, want right, like a right, very right. childlike Looking, girl that they can you know manipulate, manipulate and stuff like that exactly Which and use sh- their money to control no but it is a shame i know that, exactly, that, fetish, I, that fetishization <laughs> is another conversation in itself but right. i think that's more so the overwhelming narrative that surrounds being a sugar baby but i have seen <laughs> i know of some women who be give not even given sugar right but just getting those, I guess you could say, living the sugar baby sugar lifestyle, free. but they don't fit into the mainstream kind Narratives of because around. they have mm-hmm. men who they want them. Right. You know? right and right, also, right. I think this idea of like sugar, like mm. it's like, well, some people, they're not getting paid to, you know, shake their ass. Right. It's companionship. Yep, it's yep, just yep. presence. It's having, you know, phone conversations. It's be on my arm, be a trophy. And I think the question for me sometimes with, you know, ah, oh, sugar babies, what a taboo. You know, it's kind of like, to a degree though, isn't that what a lot of relationships are kind of like? Do you know, here, therein lies the issue. Now, would I be a sugar baby? That's a separate discussion. <laughs> In this tell. economy, no, in this tell. economy, many of us, do you know what I mean? In, in this economy, there's a lot before. of things that you need to think about as a profession. <laughs> However, I think as long as there is, and this is something we touched on in our last episode, right? Mm. As long as there is integrity mm. and transparency, then not to say that I agree with being a sugar baby. Like it's not something but that what would choose. Are your reservations? There's not, it's not something I would choose for myself yeah. purely because I think, I think, first of all, being a sugar baby versus hypergamy. Sugar baby is we have a transactional relationship where I provide you with whatever I identify as sugar and you give me 
monetal, like, um, what do you call it? You give me capital in return. For me, I actually want to be in a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. So that like foundation is not going to be helpful mm -hmm. for what I want, where mm -hmm. I actually want to be partners yeah. with you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas sugar baby is very much more transactional. There's yes. folks that fall in love with their sugar fathers. Is yeah. that what we call them? Sugar daddies. Their sugar daddies. There yeah. we go. Not the sugar fathers. <laughs> it's really, that's definitely giving that's daddy issues. Here's <laughs> yeah, my, my patriarchal <laughs> sugar father. But for me, because I desire something else, yeah. that's yeah, the yeah. reason I wouldn't go for, for being a sugar baby. Yeah. But if that's what you desire yeah. and you want to be, um, if that's something you want to pursue, I would say, the most important thing is that you are integral about yeah. it and you're clear about your expectations. I think where sh this whole idea of like being a sugar baby becomes uncomfortable for some people is this whole idea of intimacy as transactional. Yes. Um, a, but yeah. B, this whole preconceived notion that there is deception involved. Mm. I think those are the two prevalent issues when it comes to talking about sugar baby culture. Yeah. Because when we're talking about the first, which is being trans, like, you know, sex being transactional or intimacy being transactional. As you mentioned, there's so many shades of gray when it comes to intimacy. And it plays into the second point about being clear about what your expectations are. When I think of, you know, some of the worrying stories of the like, the Dubai sugar babies, some of you guys, yo, the prices are steep. The cost is high. What you're doing out there, I don't think I can... <laughs> I don't think I can do that one. That is but I so wish you well funny. on those journeys. I 100%. pray for you every single day. And 100%. I hope that the therapy that you have sure. been invested in post your experience. I don't. Anyway, Sharp. But yeah, that kind of example mm. for it, 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 it's costly, mm. right? And this whole notion of, yeah, what what limits do you have when yeah. it comes to being a sugar baby is something that yeah. needs to be discussed. discussed. And for those that are not willing to go to the extreme, you know, the extremes, that's your business. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are going to the extremes, do I agree with it? Absolutely Actually, not. No. no, that one, there's no great area on that. Come back home. <laughs> <laughs> Come back home. Actually, no, because I think that it can put you in a very dangerous 100%. position. I think that there is the dark side of we're going to call them the sugar fathers yeah, on this side because yeah, they fathers. are the, the fathers of the sugar. Yeah. There's the dark side of that where we can't pretend that being a sugar baby operates in a vacuum. Yeah. It's obviously under patriarchy, but there is something very insidious about particularly men as yeah. perpetrators when they acquire great wealth and resources and they use that as an excuse to abuse their position when it comes to the acquisition of sugar, yeah. intimacy, you know, sex. And yeah. some really depraved behavior yeah. occurs because, you know, the acquisition of that power from the capital makes them lose sight of themselves and lose sight of the law because some of the yeah, things yeah, they yeah, be doing yeah, is yeah, 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 illegal. And um, the humanity of the, the person. The humanity, precisely. I think there's that element of like when you enter into those transactional relationships, sometimes it can be very, very dangerous. A, as a woman, mm -hmm. but B, because we lose sight of the fact that the person you're engaging with all of these activities in yeah. is a human being. Uh, like fact. how many times, and I'm not saying that, you know, the sugar fathers of the dark side are serial killers. Yeah, yeah. But as somebody that is an avid watcher of criminal minds <laughs> and somebody that is an avid watcher of, you know, various other crime oriented mm -hmm. um, bits and pieces, call me a behavioral, <laughs> what is it? A psychologist, if you will. Behavioral analyst. Um, there is something very malicious about the way that some people, not necessarily just men, although men tend to be the perpetrators mm. in the narratives that we depict, 
There is something very malicious about the way that men who acquire great wealth wield that wealth in relation to getting sexual favors yeah. or getting some kind of intimacy. Yeah. So I think that's like number one. And then number two in so far as like, yeah, dealing with that transactional element. Many of us like to think that we can deal with transactional yeah. relationships. Yeah. I like, I don't think that's the case. At least I think it is, you know, I don't think so. I think it on is. both sides. No, I, I, I really think, think so. it is. Unless you are very explicit about the terms and conditions and yes. you're willing to stick to them. Yes. I think it can work. But that's why I, why, this is why I think sugar babyism. <laughs> <laughs> Not sugar babyism. Sugar babyism. When we call it what it is, that's why I think it could be very powerful mm -hmm. because you understand that. Right. That right, like fair, I, fair, I fair, actually, fair. Uh, this is not a relationship. This ain't my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. this is my sugar daddy. Do you yeah, get what I mean? Or yeah. this is my sponsor or this is my, my whatever. Sponsor. And I think that there then becomes that understanding of, I ain't really trying to catch feelings here. You shouldn't either. You know, and I, I think that's where you come with the whole like, and we were talking about it last week in response to the dilemma, but like mm. the integrity and the clear communication and what you were saying about, you know, us being transparent, we know what is being transacted here, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's company, whether it's sex, we actually lay out those boundaries. And I think when you give things titles rather than letting them, you know, exist in the gray area, you actually get to have these conversations of, are we actually on the same page here? Mm. And if you then push me past what we've discussed or push me past my boundary, we're going to have to have some talks because <laughs> it's not what we agreed on. There is no gray here. Not you know? the sugar free. And um, then all of a sudden, hey, honey. it's giving diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that you mentioned that there are some, when people are thinking about the sugar baby, sugar daddy issue, it's not just about, you know, the dynamic of being with somebody because the association is they're going to be much older than you or they're going to, you know, basically manipulate you or lord mm. their money over you. I think also some people, you know, call into question the integrity of the women because it's like, is this man married? Does yeah, he have a family? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and then I think that there's, as a sisterhood, we've always said this, you do not touch things which are not yours and we cannot endorse things like infidelity or right. being a mistress or something like that. But I do think as ideal and utopian at the core essence of just having somebody who you're primarily with because of their money, I think some people have an issue with that because it's like you're objectifying that person. Mm. But it's like, if you could fall in love with that person or you could just get on with that person what is the issue with just being led by the fact that they have the resources that you want right and you can get on with them as a person um i think there's a lot more complexity to being a sugar baby or being in that kind of dynamic than people actually afford because mm -hmm. it's kind of like oh you're just with him because of his money or you're just with her because of her good looks and it's like yeah pretty much started that yeah, way started. but since you know if that dynamic works for us similarly would i be in that kind of thing probably not because i don't think it aligns with my goals right. when it comes to my romantic endeavors however i think a lot more women and a lot more people are led by those things i think it's just sugar babies and sugar daddies who have the capital and just the pure guts to be like i can say it at least i can admit it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um that i'm most attracted to a man's money or i'm most attracted to a woman's looks um and this kind of brings me to the conversation about hypergamy. Yeah. Because as much as we're like, oh, being a sugar baby, being a sugar daddy, it's all just disgusting and the girl shouldn't do it. Are you trying to date a break man? Oh, child. So. Oh. No. Exactly. You know, 
And you know why this was spurred on to me? Because somebody was saying, and I think this is another issue with the whole sugar baby conversation and one of the underlying topics, which is whether we assume that those girls have financial independence. Because somebody commented, especially in response to last week's dilemma, go and check it out if you haven't seen last week's episode, was, you know, why would you want to be with a guy for his money when you could make your own money? Because we're tired. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I am so, so sorry, but let's be very, very honest. It is easier to spend somebody else's money and use that to make your own or to have it in addition to your own. I think we live in these very, like you always say, you know, we always go to these extremes. If you're, you know, you have somebody and they're sponsoring you or they're giving you money, the assumption is you don't make your own money. They probably do make their own money. It's just good to have someone else's money in addition. Do you get what I mean? I do think there is a conversation to be had about financial independence Mm while still being with somebody who can financially support you, financially catapult you, or who you can simply be equals with or partner with when it comes to finance. And that's okay. Exactly. And I want more of that for us women, actually, because I think for too long, that sugar baby, Mm. let's reclaim it, guys. Mm. That whole... No, I'm joking. I am not one. I can't Someone's fight that fight with the girls, but I'm going to be at the back of that process. I'm telling you. I'll be at the back of that process. I think it's underpinning all of the arguments that we often make mm-hmm. or opinions that we have onto my sisters is there's a layer of nuance, which yeah, is 100. also underpinned by here. You can choose to do whatever the heck you, you want to do, just to reiterate. I think program. sometimes people come on these kind of platforms and they're like, you should do yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, should yeah. do this. is the bottom line. Look, we live in a society. That hopefully facilitates free will. Obviously, it's not the case for everybody. But we believe in free will. We believe that you have the agency to choose to do as you please. We have opinions as Mm -hmm. to what we think is optimum. (laughs) Optimum. For for your growth, welfare, happiness, and all the things that we say in the intro. Yeah. But whether you decide to do it is up to you. Yeah, 100%. So don't come into these comments. How dare you have that opinion? Don't come here. I'm screaming. Take your load to another podcast. I am screaming. Here we call that nuance. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, I think the the term sugar baby or gold digger has definitely been like weaponized against women. And it's been used so much to the point where I don't know if enough women are comfortable saying I'm actually looking for someone who can financially match me right, right, or right. financially provide or who I can see exactly. a good financial future with. Exactly. And it's not even necessarily just about having the resources, but actually Mm-mm. being a resourceful there man. We go. Like I think sometimes when we have these conversations, they are exactly that black and white. I'm looking for people assume that women are just looking for um, partners that can provide for them in the sense of they've got X amount of money in the bank. Actually, no, we're looking for someone that's resourceful resourceful so it might even be the guy that's like up and coming and yeah. it doesn't ne- he doesn't necessarily have a lot of disposable income yeah. but he has excellent money habits Facts. and he's really building towards a legacy and a future i think the picture is always more complex than it's presented yeah. as so even when we think about like gold diggers like i'm not just looking for gold man i'm looking for the person that's able to find the sources of gold yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean because being having money is a like I don't want to say stagnant. It's a particular like point in time. Being somebody that's able to amass wealth is different. And I think when we're thinking about precisely, when I'm thinking about hypergamy, it's not even necessarily, oh, I want somebody that's got a higher, you know, net worth Mm -hmm. than me. Or like, I'm looking for somebody that has money, but I'm looking for a good steward. So I think women 
especially if you are a woman that you know obviously we're being very like heteronormative here but if you are a woman that is looking for a man to be a provider if you Mm -hmm. are bought into that idea of the two-parent household or the, Mm -hmm. the the partnership right then it would make sense it's reasonable to want to find a man that's resourceful yeah and i think sometimes because we've gone to such extremes of i want to be independent financially Mm -hmm. independent Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. want um you know i i'm i'm not the kind of person Mm -hmm. that's just dependent on a man for anything etc we forget that there's actually so much power in collaboration and partnership especially romantically and actually aspiring to be with somebody that may be a little bit further along or somebody that is a little bit better than that is actually not a bad thing because Mm -hmm. it means that both of you can actually win together Mm -hmm. and i think again the narratives and the conversations we often have online where it's like man versus woman Mm -hmm. she's just looking for my money it's unfortunate because there's so much that can be built when yeah. two come together as Completely. one. Like, um, yeah, obviously, you know, already we Christians out here, Loving all that kind Jesus. of stuff. Don't Loving let Jesus. the, you know, past conversation for <laughs> <pull> you. <laughs> Love the Lord. Sugar-free babes. But just even in recent conversations around like marriage and yeah. relationships and stuff like that, there's a particular kind of favor that comes when two become one. And I believe that's not just a favor in terms of all the spiritual stuff that you care intangible, but in terms of tangible resources, two skills coming together as one. If one person is more of a finance, more skilled when it comes to financial literacy, Mm -hmm. coming together as two, double. There's so much power. Super said it. It's so so much power. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't even tiptoe around it as much as you. Oh, it's not like wrong to want a man with money, girl. I'm not going to cushion that. It is <laughs> wise and it. Sorry, it is wise and it is necessary. No, because I'm so sick of people using that whole like, oh, she's a gold digger, or oh, like women shouldn't be looking for you know a guy who has financial literacy or financial stability or can even provide for himself or a future, mm-hmm. right? Because they end up making bad decisions or they end up getting with men who become financial liabilities on them. And I I really don't want that for the sisters. Absolutely. Do you get what I mean? If we're going to be people who build healthy homes, build healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. healthy marriages, Mm -hmm. um, and build wealth for the future, we need to become comfortable being clear on our financial goals, strengthening our financial capabilities, and getting financial wisdom and financial knowledge, which also includes Mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. able to discern and be honest with ourselves about whether we are taking on financial liabilities in the form of a person right all of us consider the financial liabilities of having a child Mm -hmm. and we prepare Mm -hmm. ourselves to make that investment Mm -hmm. we prepare ourselves for that season in Mm -hmm. our lives we also need to prepare our minds and our actual finances for the financial responsibilities and commitments but also opportunities that come with being in a romantic relationship with somebody and on paper as well as you know just through relationship combining your finances your financial history and your financial future with theirs and I think as women as you know glowing and growing grown women we need to be honest with ourselves and with our partners about the fact that hey if we're going to build a life together Mm. that life is built with money Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, as well as you know spiritual maturity wisdom all of that we also need money. There's a reason why money is one of the leading causes of divorce. A a lot of us, if we want to have good marriages and good homes and really want to make the most of, you know, the favor that you said that comes with uniting yourself with somebody else to catapult your future we need to be honest with ourselves about finances Mm -hmm. and it's not enough for us to just tell ourselves oh the money will come or oh you know 
he's got some potential. Okay, but what are we doing to work that out? But also what are we doing ourselves to prepare for that, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, a lot of people mm -hmm. think, you know, when women start talking about hypergamy, that they are taking the responsibility, the financial responsibility of building a future off of themselves. That's not true. I think, and this community will always be one that encourages it, but I think a lot of women are doing the work to be high earners or, you know, existing and surviving in this economic climate they're doing the work as the dilemma suggested like they're doing the work to be debt free and to start you know their own financial journeys and if you want to partner with somebody I think you shouldn't partner with somebody who's going to bring you down Mm. and I think a lot of women because they have been afraid to talk about money or because they have been discouraged from dating men who can actually provide Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. or who could be smart with their money they end up attaching themselves to people who are going to stifle their future. Oh, not let the, me just be honest because how many of line. us, yeah, because how many of us have seen couples, seen parents, seen aunties and uncles who it's like one person just doesn't want to work or they work and they don't bring their finances to the table. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, actually, if you were with somebody who was honest and also well-versed about finances and also had a, an understanding and a revelation of what your combined income could do and Mm -hmm, could be mm -hmm. that would make life so much easier for you and your holistic health right like you wouldn't be working as hard or even if you were you would know it was both of you Mm -hmm. doing that for Mm -hmm. that season right Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't be carrying your whole family on your back and it's killing you Oh, don't get me started on that one. Don't Let get me, me just be on honest. And also, I think they to add, I guess, further nuance to this yeah. conversation, because there are some sisters who are seeking men as meal tickets. Oh, 100%. so we go, we go address y'all real quick, because some of you guys are thinking, oh, yeah, I want, you know, my Prince Charming to come and like sweep me off my mm-hmm. feet and, you know, take care of all of my issues and stuff like that. That again, places you in a dangerous position. I think there's always balance to be had in these conversations. Right. But don't think that seeking entirely just for a man that has assets will absolve you of the responsibility around actually having good financial literacy. Yeah. Don't think because that's how manipulation starts to yeah. creep in and that's how um, being taken for a fool and for yeah. a mug starts to creep into these kind of relationships Facts. because it's not necessarily about putting your whole livelihood into the hands of the man. And I think that's what a lot of folks have kind of been scared of, of, rebelling against. It's the whole, I don't want my future to be in the hands of this guy because he thinks that he's got all the resources. It's possible to find a middle ground. It's possible to be somebody that is earning your own money, that is relatively independent and then can be interdependent Mm -hmm. with a guy that's also got his own. Mm. I know that it sounds, it sounds almost utopian now because we've lived at the extremes for so long, Mm. but real life will show you often that there's happiness to be had in the middle. There's happiness to be had in the middle. And then equally for the guys out there that think that they are entitled to anything and everything because because they have money, fella, that's not how life that's works. That's not how life works. And I'm not sure that's the kind of woman I would advise you to go for mm. if the only thing that she is interested in is it's your, your money. money. Okay. If it's the only thing, like, and literally just your acquisition of money and not necessarily your resourcing mm. or your stewardship, mm. right? Like sometimes in trying to identify green flags in other people, we actually exhibit red flags in ourselves. And I think sometimes when we're trying to identify this man has money, we forget actually to that person, are we exhibiting that we're a red flag? Because I know we have that conversation around um, online around that. What do you bring to the table? Right, 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 right. right. What do you bring to the table? And it's like, man, 
I need us to just remove the table from the lit the living room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes we, you know when something is around too much, is ah, we've talked about this. Just remove yeah. it. Let's have a conversation yeah. here. You want to be careful though because you don't actually want to be in a position where it's like you're demanding xyz xyz yeah. obviously we want you to actually demand more yeah because you yeah, actually deserve yeah. it yeah 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 but equally well, make sure you do make sure you do you're equally pair those desires with the acquisitions of the toolkit that will exactly, set you up exactly exactly and i think that's why the conversation about okay what do you bring to the table actually matters now i get it it's been perverted because <laughs> for a lot of people it's like well what do you bring to the table and they use it as a knock at your at your self-worth and your value as a human being. Exactly. I don't think that's you a random person on the internet asking me, what do I bring to the table? I'm not trying to marry you. It's, I don't, there is no table between bro, us. Bro, there is, that's the thing. There is actually that's no table between us, thing. but I think sitting down with somebody who you actually see, okay, this could go somewhere. Right. Um, and having a level of transparency, but also a key word here when it comes to money, when it comes to relationships, even being a sugar baby or having a sugar daddy is trust. Actually building financial trust with each other is necessary. And that comes through conversations and that comes through laying your your cards out on the table Mm. and I think a lot of us haven't seen functional and healthy relationships where that has been done well but it doesn't mean we cannot build that I do think it's important to sit down with a potential life partner or even a friend who you want to do business with or someone that you want to live with or your parents who you're trying to make you know serious money moves with Mm -hmm, sit mm -hmm. down and actually say this is what I'm bringing to the table do our pieces actually fit Mm. because if you don't have that conversation about well what you bring into the table you'll end up bringing the whole table and putting everything on it and then realizing this person doesn't have anything to match that can breed a whole bunch of resentment or if I whip out a whole bunch of tools but we don't even have the necessary things to put together there's no point right so we it's a great place for us to even identify do you have skills or talents or income that complements mine do we have a future plan that even complements each other? Mm. And what are we both missing that we need to go and acquire Absolutely. in order for our future to actually last and be built? And if you're not comfortable having conversations around money and also demanding more, but preparing yourself for the more that you want, you have no right that like it's it's not going to work out well. Um, and I want I want more of us to be confident in having I want more of us to be confident to make more money mm. or to, to make the money that we we desire to have. But I also want us to to look for financial security, not necessarily in a partner, but with a partner. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and I do think it, I back what you say in the sense that like some people, their hesitation or their reservation is, is this person only with me for my money? And I don't think that's the case, but I do think money helps mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to be honest. And it does, man. It's it's one of those ones where let's just be real. We're living in co- a cost of living crisis thing. Life is getting worse and worse. Nice. And that doesn't necessarily mean, and I think this is why the internet becomes such a crap place to have these kind of conversations because people then put a benchmark on it, right? If he's mm. not earning this amount or he can't do X, Y, Z, if he can't take you to here, then he's not earning enough, right, right, you know? Right, and it's right, like, right. no, it comes down to the life you want to build right and it comes to where where's your starting point and what do you envision for your future um and the thing about the original term hypergamy is it mainly was like refers to education Mm -hmm. and skill set rather than actual capital and paycheck and income and the specifics of what you make and I think that's such an important thing to draw from because education is often a symbol of the future open doors you could have right, right? and right. not ne- not just necessarily your present position and I think import- it's important for us to be women 
of vision. You know, that's what this whole year has been about. If we're going to be women of vision, if we're mm. going to be people who who build with the future in mind and have a vision for the future, we need to make wise choices. And I don't care what social narratives say. I think it's important for us as women to have some kind of financial security, which we not only provide for ourselves, but we partner with somebody else to right, have. Exactly. Um, and I don't think we should be shamed for that at all. And I don't think we should feel uncomfortable with that either because it's necessary. Like, I what's mean, the alternative? I mean, um, I, and I get it, man. I get the whole, like, even with the benchmarking, right? It's not to excuse the fact that sometimes the way that folks be speaking on the internet is always out of rugged. line. Rugged. <laughs> like, do you, do you guys have any accountability? Because I know there's some people that would slap me upside my head if I was out here speaking that kind yeah. of rubbish on the internet. Um, but I get it insofar as it being a response to the fact that for women, the benchmark has often been around aesthetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it insofar as, okay, cool. It's more sometimes these kind of like emotionally driven outbursts that can be very much on the extreme side mm. is in rebuttal to another right. extreme. But I would implore and urge you to consider that that, <laughs> <way>. <laughs> that is not going to be helpful yeah, because nobody is going to get that's what the they word. want. Exactly. And Nobody. that's the thing. I think a lot of us are like, am I actually going to say this? Ooh. Okay, sisters. I'm saying this because I love us and I love oh, no. the internet and I love you. You know what it's making me think of? You know when Monique ages <laughs> with the bonnets? <laughs> Babies, I need us to talk about them bonnets. I want to talk to you. Um, that's not what I'm going to say. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to say this is, mm. okay, and we said it before, don't let the internet bamboozle you out of your blessing. Mm. When it comes to relationships, when it comes to functional and healthy relationships, a lot of people are saying things because of what they've seen on TV. Right. Any pain and trauma that they've experienced. A lot of people are talking out of their pain or they're talking extremes that they wouldn't necessarily live. Mm. And the reason why I say this is when people are like, oh, if he doesn't earn this, if he doesn't earn that, earn that how many... <sighs> Uh -oh. How many people actually live that life and are saying this? Do you do you get where I'm coming from? Do you get where I'm coming from? You know what kills what it makes me think of. Sorry, guys, I actually think in memes. Um, it makes me think of. Do you remember that picture of that guy that's like lying down and he's like on the phone and his room is just a messy. <laughs> I want a babes that does X Y Z and he's just there in living in the. Property. But I'm also talking about women. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's like for the women, women who are like, I would never be with a guy who X Y Z, or I would never be with a guy who earns any less than this. And it's like, okay, but how? How about you also talk about what it means to be a woman who can prepare yourself for the man that you actually want right. but also how far along have you come on actually getting that man right so have you gone outside to go and find the man because that's what i mean and i think a lot of people are talking in Girl. hypothetics like yeah. it's very yeah, much yeah, yeah. your hypothetic idealized way of looking but life doesn't work that way right not everyone's on the six-figure salary at 25 if you were to oh and that's you get what i mean thing. and it's like you're, you've got thing. people on the internet who are living maybe even they are dating, dating the guys but they live in the extremes that ig models there you know they, they started you know in high earning industries from early you guys can talk about that stuff because that's your network but for the majority of people actually consuming that content that is not their real life that is not their experience and that is not their dating pool and then they develop those same expectation and 
expectations of relationships mm, of men mm, of mm, people mm, 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 and then they become disappointed as to why they've said no to everybody who was realistic for them and could have helped them build a future right 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 but now that it's been 10 years and that guy never came because you were never around those people and now you're single and now you're really gonna have to settle because you desperate <laughs> But that happens often. And I'm not telling women to settle. I have a whole video on my channel that got me in trouble about settling. But I do think there are there are practicalities that go into dating. And the internet, Renee, the internet is creating a lot of unrealistic expectations. And it's like, girl, don't let the internet fool you. Do what works for you. Yeah. And find yeah. out what will actually work yeah. for you. I love that you said that. Yeah. Because if we were to look at the average salaries of most people in the United Kingdom, United States, um, South Africa, France, Belgium, all these places, you would find that the average is a lot lower than six figures. Yeah. And this is not to say that, sis, you're not, you know, deserving of these things and yes. the wonderful guy and stuff yes. like that. But the, it is worth reconceptualizing this idea of finding the finished person that is perfect for you. There's so, And this is not to say, you know, ride out on potential and stuff mm. like that. But there is something more important that you should be looking for, which is yeah. character and skills. There we go. Yeah, they might start, like most people there that are like go. under the age of 25, are they making six figures? Absolutely not. Do they have potential though? There's quite a few of there them. There we go. Even thinking about men and not us actually standing on the side of men. Yo, bros, <laughs> I know you guys are listening. Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. getting to us. Yeah, yeah support the brothers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the, that's how the lads that's how the lads in the UK be talking. Yeah, let's go on my side. Um, but yeah, there's something to be said around the fact that when you're committing to a relationship, mm. you're not committing to a static figure. You're committing to someone that will evolve and change. There we go. And this is not to say you know find the brokey and ride out with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. This is saying that understand that there will be a level of demonstration of who a person is at their core. Mm. And that should be enough to help you determine, is this person going mm. to be, um, when they evolve in the future, is this what I want to stick around mm. with at their core? Mm -hmm. And I think that because there's so much extremities mm. persisting on the internet, we think, ah, this extremity is very much a mirror of my real life, mm. which is not true. And you get into the position that Courtney just described where it's like you're saying no to, you're giving no chances to absolutely anybody. And then you get into a position where it's like, actually, not only have I not given a chance to anybody, there's no one around when I'm, I believe that I'm ready. Right. And it's like a lot of the folks, now this is, again, not to feel the, the man them out there that are building. And you know, they have this like pipe dream where it's like, oh, the babe that rejected me when I was oh, whatever, right. I'm whatever. Gonna go back and show I'm gonna her. come back, I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna come back. She's gonna be like crying Shut and all up, that. <laughs> Just find your babes and move on. First of all, my my dear brother, there's many babes out there that, you know, are upstanding members yeah. of the, you know, <laughs> women community. Um, but it is worth being realistic. Mm. You can be aspirational and realistic. Mm. Again, there is happiness to be found in the middle. Mm. It's actually okay. Yeah. And as we said earlier, there is favor that comes through partnership. Yeah. And sometimes we often think of like relationships as just 
very static things yeah. and also sorry i'm all over the place but the, the um, other point that came to mind as you were speaking is the fact that somebody that is six figure today might be five figures tomorrow you don't know they can well, have the best well, financial well, management well. and this is why when we think about things like marriage as an institution and we think of the vows of in sickness in health yeah, um richer for better, for precisely for richer for poorer your life will not always, just because somebody has a particular set of assets now, doesn't mean they will always have access to those assets forever. Yeah. It doesn't, unless even the richest of the rich, they have had their, you know, richest to yeah. rag story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We have seen people go bankrupt in the blink of an eye. When those kind of challenges come, I don't want somebody that has been making six figures and doesn't know how to, again, build back up to that versus the person that's like, yeah, I've got six figures now, but it's like when there's actually some kind of catastrophe to come, he doesn't know how to manage it and neither do I. So I think it's really, really important to not just think of like partnership as this vision, this stagnant vision. Mm. This is an ever evolving, ever moving um, set of like conditions and circumstances Facts. that you'll be in and this is why character is always so much more important than somebody's paycheck mm-hmm. even thinking about paycheck yeah he's a six-figure guy but what's he making six figures from sis mm. he mm. could be a drug dealer yeah he could be you know money laundering yeah he could be doing all sorts of activities and being doing he could be a terrible human being yeah. and of course we have this ideal oh but i want a six-figure guy that's kind that's gentle that's this that's that i want a six-figure guy that's da 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 Girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> Not girl. <laughs> and another thing, sorry, another point that no, came girl. into my mind is, again, thinking back to the man out here that are, you know, making a lot of money and stuff like that, and they use it as a means of entitlement to mm. women. There's a lot of folks out here that will blind you via love bombing yeah. because they make so much money. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. We've done a whole episode on this. You actually need to go and listen to it because... That will land you in trouble. Hello? Big boy trouble if you're not careful. And yes, it's always saying is that like from a sister to a sister, right? Let's just be very honest about, we've had the fun conversation about sugar babies. We've talked about the hypergamy. We've done that. But literally (laughs) to my sisters, (laughs) right? When it comes to what we desire or what I desire for you, Mm -hmm. it's I want you to be in a relationship which offers you stability, peace, Mm -hmm and unity oh, right yes. hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> that felt like a prayer to the nations as people we have had so many images of relationships thrown to us and we can decide to live in the extremes and there will be people on the peripheries who decide to have different unconventional relationships mm-hmm. but for the for the i guess a large number of women or people who are listening to us who want stable healthy committed uh functional relationships and families my advice would be build with that in mind right equip yourself with the skills the knowledge and the character to actually build that life that you want but partner yourself with somebody who will not kill that inside of you right whether it's people who do not have financial literacy people who are coming with criminal records a credit score of negative 35 and (laughs) (laughs) no okay and no desire to work because i cannot sit up here and be like Uh, oh you know women let's go do it for ourselves independence and not give you the same advice that i would want to hear that i would give my sister that i would give renee it's not fair okay (laughs) 
not fair. You know, he's giving a big brother's confessional. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, I want that for us. Yeah. I want us to know that we can have a happy home, a functional home, Absolutely. and a home that can provide for us and our and our children, right? And it's not idealistic it's not this over romanticized pipeline dream it may have some challenges and it may require you to build and overcome some obstacles along the way my desire for you would be to find somebody who is worth or who is able to go over those obstacles with you and who you are not dragging over those Mm. obstacles Mm. and who you are not forcing to get to this goal with you. I want you to have helper, a helper. I want you to have somebody who you can actually do life with, feel safe with, and who can actually share the load with you as Mm. you do these exploits. And I I think a lot of us have lost hope in the idea that we could even have that Mm. with Mm. all these conversations that have happened online about, you know, high value men, high value women. It feels like relationships have just become so complex when at their essence, it's not, it's about friendship and it's about building for the future. So keep your eyes on the prize. Okay. Get yourself equipped with financial education, make your own money so that you can be independent, but find somebody who you can, like Renee said, be codependent with, and who can actually bring something to the table? Yeah. And it's just nice, you know, like it, is. it doesn't even have to be transactional. I think even that element of like we've forgotten how to give or receive gifts from people without seeing that from a transactional like front, you know, it have to be like that. Okay. You're with somebody that's got money. They get you something. It doesn't have to be transactional to you. know. It can all. just actually be that was nice. Thank that's you. Oh, and actually, I think that's why a lot of us struggle to get our head around this sugar babyism because it's like, how can you be receiving gifts without sugar? Because some men are rich and they just want to give gifts. And some people are like, no, you don't know what's going behind the scenes. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> don't lie to Look, yourself. Sisters, there, are, there are different dynamics out there. And really I, I want us dynamics. to, exactly. And I, I just want us to understand, like, listen, as much as I'm joking with this whole sugar baby thing, I, if my sister came to me and was like, I'm a sugar baby, we're going to have to sit down and really yeah, unpack, unpack what that means. What's the terms and so conditions? I'm not, exactly, so I'm not advertising it. I just think it's an interesting conversation when it comes to women. However, I do think we need to start being more comfortable to have financial expectations of ourselves and of our partners mm. and to receive gifts mm-hmm. and to love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. How about that? That was wholesome, man. I hope it was, but I'm sure you guys will light it up in the comments, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you are listening to us here on YouTube, go to the comments section and drop it like it's hot, okay? Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions um, on some of the things we've shared, your experiences. It's Mm, a safe mm, space. mm, mm. It's a sisterhood, okay? Talk about the sisterhood. Make sure you join it, all right? By following us across all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, where else are we, Sha? Are we everywhere? We man. are everywhere. Just we search everywhere. to my sisterhood. You will find us. Hello. Come and get plugged in. We are glowing and growing across your social media platforms. All right. You can also come and follow us individually. That's the right. lovely lady with the high puff on my right is at Renee Kapuku. Definitely go and follow her on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on the Twitter. Come on and now. you can also come and follow my personal glowing and growing journey on Instagram, YouTube. I might be starting TikTok soon. We'll see. Come on. Uh, but yeah at cd botting we love to see it and of course if you haven't already sisters please 
those that missed out missed out already on the live show which is happening well. in c minus two weeks now baby t minus two weeks by the time you're listening to this yep. crazy we're bringing together all <laughs> the sisters and we are bringing together all the people and all yes. the films um and there will be some very special announcements so make sure you are signed up to that mailing list i am telling you i'm begging this and imploring because some of the things we have under wraps right now breaking news <laughs> the news is gonna break on your head Tom. what so make sure you are signed up to the mailing list the link will be down below in the youtube description and for those of you that are joining us on spotify apple it will be in the show notes so yeah. make sure you are part of the sisterhood yeah. lest you be embarrassed <laughs> lest you be embarrassed yeah, sign yeah, up yeah. it just needs your email to my sisters.com we will not bombard you we will just send absolutely. you absolutely low and grow tips absolutely that is it that's that all. all that's all we want that is all well sisters we hope that you have an amazing week we hope that november is filled with blessings joy all of those things let's and go we'll talk to you very very soon and as always keep glowing and growing